Be the best rugby coach you can be. Welcome to Rugby Coach Weekly Podcast with head coach Dan Cottrell, where you learn hints and tips from the rugby coaching community. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Rugby Coach Weekly Podcast. And it's a special edition because we're very excited to announce that we are launching Women's Rugby Coaching, a new monthly magazine. And I've invited along our new editor, Jess, Jess Banyard, to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Jess. Hello. I'm, I'm very excited. It's been a while since you and I did a pod together, so this is going to be fun as well. I'm looking forward. Well, great. Well, I mean, we've done a couple of podcasts. Uh, we did uh, The Haunted House uh, a while ago, and uh, you did an extremely good job in explaining how you would deal with some very difficult problems. And uh, impressed that we were with your input, we invited you to get involved with the project. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, so it's going to be a monthly magazine. It's going to be uh, aimed around the women's game. But I don't want to talk about it. I want you to talk about it. So first of all, Jess, tell me why you're excited about the project. Oh, I, I'm excited because I think we're going to give a voice to coaches and players in the women and girls game, uh, not just at the elite level, um, but right at the heart of grassroots as well. And we're going to educate, inspire, and, and hopefully develop some really, really good coaching out there. I think for a while there's been information or misinformation about how you should coach or shouldn't coach female players and what you should do and shouldn't do well actually this is is this isn't giving you any barriers or saying don't do this don't do that actually we're gonna we're gonna inspire you to go go out and do something go out and say this do this inspire your players and hopefully we're gonna inspire coaches along the way so given that you've been uh, involved in coaching for a little while how long have you been coaching and what's the background? So I left university uh, with an MA in contemporary art theory, uh, which doesn't sound like it links, but it, but it does in a weird sort of way. Um, and then I sort of fell into coaching. Um, I played at university. I played university rugby, uh, club rugby at numerous clubs, um, mostly in London, but then also some in Yorkshire. Um, and I, I oddly got spotted at the gym because uh, I used to travel down to London to play for my old club team. But I used to train in the gym up in Yorkshire where my parents were. I got spotted in like rugby kit kind of esque gym stuff and got spotted and said, do you want to come down? Do you want to play? And I said, well, actually, I'm, I still do play, but I'm really looking to get started into some coaching stuff um, because I'd always enjoyed engaging with the new players at the club teaching them the basics, sort of helping them along the way. And I thought, well, actually, this is probably where I think I, sh- I should be, um, you know, playing. I-, I loved it and I love being a prop um, and I love doing all the sort of prop things on a pitch, that you know, the dark arts and all that kind of stuff. I loved it. But when I was sort of mini coaching the players around me on the pitch, I sort of, it lit a fire in my belly and I thought, actually, that's where I want to be. So after being sort of talent spotted at the gym, uh, I went down to my local club where the women's university side were training and I just sort of rocked up. And in the November, I became an assistant coach, sort of like two sessions in with them and then stuck with them for the year, honed my coaching skills a little bit along the way 
and then I got given the head coach role as the university term ended in the March and then started the head coach role um, September, October time. So I basically did like a couple of months, November to March assistant coach role. And then I was straight in with the responsibility of, of head coach. So I got thrown thrown into that environment, but I don't think that the players wouldn't have thrown me into that and believed in me and, and voted in me. Um, and my predecessor wouldn't have sort of offered me up for the role if if nobody didn't believe in me. So it was ha- it was other people having that belief in me that sort of drove me forward. And then when you're in it, it's just sort of thinking on your feet and, and learning as you go, which is really one of the most invaluable experiences and most enjoyable experiences I've ever had in my life. Well, it sounds like a, quite um, a fast journey into coaching, and it's unusual to see many women in coaching. Um, a long time ago, but it's more, more and more up getting involved in coaching. So when you started coaching, was it um, you were about the only woman coaching, or were there quite a few around where you were? So um, there wasn't very many because um, I was coaching university rugby at the time. We were few and far between female coaches. I think when I went to do my level two, there was one other female coach on the course. Um, and and that was it really. There, it was just all blokes around us. There was in the league at the time for our university. We was actually playing against Bishop Burton, who were then at the time coached by Latoya Mason. So that was my only sort of coaching female peer around at the time. Um, then subsequently, I've had female CRCs come in, and the, and they've been great role models and and great peers and mentors. But when I first initially started, it was it was it was basically surrounded by blokes. <laughs> well, we've now got a lot more women coming into coaching, and we're certainly seeing a revolution in some ways, and perhaps an evolution of the game. Um, and it's great to see more women involved in commentating on the television, and just generally, there's a great sense of feel of growth in the game. So that's why we're excited about this magazine. So. Who's the, who is it aimed at? I would say primarily we're aimed at coaches in the women and girls game. But if you're a player, uh, if you're a female player and you think, actually, I want to read some of the articles, it, it's also targeted as you as well. If you're looking to transition into coaching, we're there for you. But if you're just looking to read about female role models within the game as a player, it would also be a perfect read. If we're if you're a grassroots coach in the women and girls game, it's really, really, really going to be beneficial for you. We've got great features in there that are going to guide or, or offer some opinions and expertise on how to do things. And then we've got some game zones and skill zones as well. So one of the things I was really passionate to include was a, a chat on menstruation. So a chat on periods and how that can affect female athletes. And I was really passionate about that, um, so much so that we've included it in the first issue. So I spoke with two female SNC coaches and they've offered their guidance on how to navigate what might be a difficult conversation with athletes around menstruation. But also if you're a player reading it, it gives you a guide on what your cycle should look like potentially, what it shouldn't look like if you're sort of mismanaging it um, and having a calorie deficit. And I certainly learned a lot of stuff about my own cycle that I didn't know about as well. So this is also, um, I sense, important uh, for 
men who are involved in coaching women. So um, they, they've got to understand a bit more about who they're coaching. So why do you think um, people who just coach rugby will say, I need to read this more than I just re- need to read general coaching or rugby coaching ideas? Massively, I think because if you're a male coach who is now coaching in a female environment, well, you won't have ever played in that female environment, so you won't know what it's like. Um, you know, when we're transitioning from player to coach, we tend to replicate how we were coached and replicate those game zones and skill zones and, and replicate in our deliver in our delivery style as well. But it, obviously, if you're a male coach transitioning into coaching in a female environment, you won't have ever played in that female environment. You won't know how to go about things and you may find yourself unsure or feeling slightly timid about having a conversation and you may also assume a lot of things um one of the conversations that arose from the menstruation chat was actually coaches feeling really timid about having that conversation and assuming women know absolutely anything and everything about our cycle which isn't the case there's a lot more information and education needed out there so it's just almost just giving male coaches a space to breathe and actually go, it's okay not to know things. You know, no one knows 100% of the information. We're going to guide you with bits of it. We're going to give you some opinions on it. And we're hopefully going to make you relax in that environment. You're not going to say the wrong thing and put your foot in it because it's okay to talk about things. And we're going to give you a guide to make sure that you and your players feel comfortable and okay to talk about things which you might have previously found difficult. I think that's really good to hear because um, certainly I, I've been in uh, coaching women's rugby for the last 12 years and it's, um, it is definitely just as much as a journey of um, coaching in any new sport. Not to say that the rugby was any different, but it's the approach and finding the right language uh, in certain circumstances. Of course, the detail of the game doesn't change and that's something that um, a lot of uh, coaches at the top are very keen to emphasize. Um, but for this magazine in particular, we've talked a lot um, in the last couple of months when we've been putting this together about the philosophy. And we, we've changed our minds on a couple of things. So in its present state, what is the philosophy of the magazine? I am really passionate that it's for anybody in involved in women's rugby and I was really keen when we started and I think we started having chats about this early on that I wanted to expand the term of what people thought when they thought immediately of women's rugby because if I was to say women's rugby to somebody they'd think of the female players on the pitch playing rugby but actually I want to expand what we think about when we think about that term I want us to think about the coaches in the game male or female coaching female players S&C staff, support staff, everyone that goes around in that female playing environment. And then also female individuals who are working in men's rugby. I want it to include those as well. So women's rugby isn't just the players on the pitch. It's male coaches in the game, female coaches in the game, and any female support staff or coaches working in a male environment. It is anybody who has a female hat on working in a rugby environment. And we've been very lucky to have Lisa Burgess, Lisa Bird Burgess, one of the legends of the game. And you know, legend is thrown around quite easily, but she has been there pretty much from the start in terms of um, playing 
from Wales and now being on the board with the Welsh Rugby Union. And one of the things she impressed upon us was that we've got to look forward all the time. We've got to be positive. We've got to drive the positivity about the growth in the game. So given that, what can we expect to see in each issue which drives that forward? Yeah, I think it's quite easy to reflect upon issues that have happened, albeit in, in the distant past or in, or in the, you know, the not so recent past and get quite angry about things. And it's, and it's okay to reflect on that and go, well, this mustn't ever happen again, or this terminology mustn't ever be used again. But it's about refocusing that and going, okay, we've learned that's an issue and a problem and we must never see it again. Now, how can we turn it into something positive? How can we change perceptions in a positive way? How can we increase diversity, uh, not just in female coaches, but BAME coaches? How can we increase diversity in rugby overall? How can we drive forward the game? How can we educate players and coaches more about themselves so everything has a positive spin? We can be slightly angry and aggrieved about things that have gone on before, We can, but then we'll take a moment, pause and go... How can we be positive about this? How can we make sure that in the future, nothing ever happens like that again? So players have shirts, rugby shirts that fit them properly and they feel awesome in it and it's inspiring. That photographs and illustrations of female players are seen in our magazine, on social media, so that girls looking at them today can go, that's me, I want to be that player in the future and this is how I'm going to do it. So everything has a positive spin everything is about how we can improve and drive forward the women's game. And in order to drive forward the women's game, uh, we are reaching out to lots of different coaches and we've got some great names already uh, that you've spoken to and are going to feature in the coming months. Can you give us a bit of a flavour of some of the ideas they're bringing forward and some of the names that you've spoken to? So I think one of the most exciting moments for me was being on a video call with Harlequins in England star Leanne Riley. And she was sort of laying out her template, and it's in the first issue. She was laying out her template of how club coaches can help sort of bridge that gap in girls' rugby. And one of the ways they can do that is through getting a good connection through their school. But initially, the challenge is how do we get into that school? It's okay going, well, I want to do school rugby, and then all the girls will come to my club, and it'll be brilliant. (laughs) That's okay. But actually, how do, how do we go about doing that? And sometimes it can be a minefield. So she gave me a really good guide about how to get into a school in the first place, which is just about persistence. And then once you're in that school, how do I go about ensuring that I don't actually create an additional barrier for girls, that I'm not just going, this is rugby and this is how you do it, and that's really off-putting. So how do I structure my games in my practice design as a coach that means that girls pick up a rugby ball, they play a a rugby-esque game and they go, actually, I'm loving this. I want to find out more. So she sort of gave us a few games and suggestion ideas about how we create rugby hunger in teenage girls in schools. Now, one of the things you just mentioned there is rugby-esque type activities. And I think one of the challenges for coaches is to help new players who enter the game um, understand the game at the pace which suits them. So we've got in the in the magazine this month and coming up some ideas around that. So who have you spoken to on that and what sort of things are we expecting to see? 
So one of the things that Leanne Riley mentioned was a couple of rugby netball games, which you can see in the issue this month. And then we've also spoken to lots of community coaches. So a couple of the coaches down at, at Sandal, which has a really good girls set up there. And they've given us a skill zone which can be easily adapted to fit into COVID scenarios because any club coach coaching at the moment or waiting to get back out there after lockdown not only has the challenge of how to attract new players and, and keep new players, but equally how can we develop that rugby hunger and excitement within all these COVID restrictions we have to coach in. So uh, Gary Hayward is the coach and he's developed like a little fun kicking game that sort of develops things from targets. So a player has a target to work from and they'll be doing a kick towards that target. And that's just like a fun little game. Everyone will have seen targets before. So darts targets, anything like that. It looks a little bit like football-esque as well. So it incorporates other skills and other games that they'll know, but puts it into a rugby setting. And really important, puts it into a a COVID-restricted setting so that you can be sure your players are getting inspired by rugby in an environment that's COVID safe. And that sounds exciting in itself because uh, it's just a lots of different ideas coming in. And one of the things that uh, we've tried to bring across from Rugby Coach Weekly is the fact that it's lots of different voices offering lots of different ways to do uh, or to run your activities or develop your club. So uh, we're very keen to get coaches involved. Um, how are they going to be able to interact and um, help develop what we think is going to be a great community of coaching? So one of the things I'm, I'm really keen to do is to chat to different coaches. I think when I was trying to work out what coaches would want from a magazine, I spoke to a couple of people that were already in my network and they've helped found some of the issues in this first issue that we're putting out, but also some of the challenges that we're going to hopefully tackle in issues to come. Um, but I want to hear from more coaches out there in the community game. I want to hear what their challenges are and what their issues are and how we can help tackle that. And I want to also hear some positive stories. So if somebody's got something that actually they think we should be championing this, you know, this has been a really good idea for our club, but equally other clubs and other coaches can learn from it as well. Well, that's perfect. And we want those coaches to reach out. Like I'm really keen to start a dialogue with anybody because this isn't just my magazine. You know, this isn't just Dan's magazine either or any of the contributors that have featured so far. This is everyone's magazine from anyone right at the heart of the grassroots of the women and girls game to the top of the elite. This can be our magazine that we can all share and and help contribute to and help drive forward the growth of the women's game. So if you've got any issues or you've got something you want to champion, please do reach out. We're going to have all of our socials that no doubt Dan will tag on the end of this. But I've also got an email address which you can contact me on which is editor at womensrugbycoaching.com. And I know he'll probably tag that down the bottom as well. Please do drop me an email, even if it's just like, I want to start a dialogue with you, I want to chat, but I'm not really sure what to ask. Just just say hey in an email and we'll just start chatting. Or, you know, I'll, I'll give you a buzz on the phone and that's fine. Like, I just really want to start a dialogue with any and every community coach out there just to hear what your kind of challenges are and hear how we can all help drive this forward. And I think that to, to back that up is that when we've been out there talking to coaches around what they think the magazine should look like, we've had some fantastic opinions already. And we're not saying everything is straightforward. And also we're not expecting uh, people to know 
know the answer or be able to even know the question in the first place. We want to help you just almost discover the questions that you want to ask as well as answering some of those. And the the thing is, we don't have all the answers. We've got some of the answers, but we will find people who have got the answers and maybe have got very similar situations where they can say, yeah, we found this, so we have put this in place. So we're very excited about the magazine. I hope that um, everyone else is excited about it and will want to uh, get on board. Uh, they want to go over to womensrugbycoaching.com and sign up through that. Uh, Jess, what would you say as to finish off in terms of what you would like from now on? I think if we can inspire as many coaches as possible to want to develop their players more, develop themselves, and to ensure that not just players are having fun, but coaches are having fun as well. I think coaches are often forgotten. The players, massively, we want a player-centred coaching environment, but the coaches also want to have fun as well because most of them are volunteers out there. So hopefully the content we're going to give you is going to help you relax when coaching in a female environment, but it's also going to help you have fun and hopefully inspire a future generation. Well, Jess, thank you very much for explaining that. We're very excited that uh, you've got yourself thoroughly involved and creating some really great content, uh, reaching out and speaking to some very interesting people too. So this is is exciting. We're excited. Um, we hope that um, everyone who's listening in is also excited. Please share this with friends and colleagues and let's really create a revolution here, but more so an evolution of what's going on in the women's game. So thanks very much, Jess. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from everybody very soon. So go over to womensrugbycoaching.com and subscribe and share. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Rugby Coach Weekly Podcast. If you want to hear more podcasts, head over to rugbycoachweekly.net and click on the blogs tab to catch up on any episodes you've missed. We look forward to speaking to you again soon with more insights from coaches and experts from the world of rugby, sport, and learning.